0: Welcome to Navigation and Discovery with Cameron Singh, where we bring people from diverse backgrounds to help share their stories and in hopes that you learn their life lessons and hopefully that it provides encouragement in your life wherever you are at. On today's podcast, we have the Team Antigua Island Girls, and in 2019, this group of girls, they crossed the Atlantic Ocean, called the Atlantic Challenge, and I was I had the pleasure of being in in Antigua and Barbuda when they came and landed and finished their race in English Harbor in the island of Antigua. And uh, now they're on their way to go on the Pacific Challenge, which is crossing now the Pacific Ocean. And so they're in Monterey Bay, California right now. Prepping their way, they're only a few days away from the start of the challenge. So here we go with my sit-down interview with the Team Antigua Island Girls from Monterey Bay, California. Hope you enjoy this interview. Well, on today's podcast, we have the Team Antigua Island Girls. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank,
0: thank you, so you for much. having us. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so you know, I, I remember uh it's really awesome to have you all on because I remember in, 20, I think it was 2019, am I correct? Yes. With, yes. Uh Where your group crossed the Atlantic and uh, it was one of the moments that I'll never forget. And we were at work uh, at the airport and everyone was glued to the live television on ABS. <laughs> and I, I will never forget that moment. It was for me... It was amazing, and I know we're gonna get into that later, but if you could introduce yourselves um, and, and then we'll we'll get started.
1: Okay, so we are Team Antigua Island Girls and we never rode before, but however, we decided to row the Atlantic in 2018 um, from the Canary Islands, 3,000 miles to Nelson's Dockyard, English Harbor, Antigua. And we did this in 47 days, eight hours and 25 minutes Mm. we got together because the the race actually ends in Antigua and we had two male teams previously representing Antigua and then a call went out that we would love some females to represent the country next and it ended up with four of us we are missing one right now Mm -hmm. that um, successfully crossed the Atlantic
0: awesome awesome and uh, do you mind introducing yourselves
1: yes of
0: course. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I'm Kavinia Francis, uh, I'm the captain,
0: Team um, I'm Crystal
2: Clashing,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I'm
0: Samari Manuel. <laughs> all right, well, good to meet you all. Well, um, before we get going, because I really want to hear insights on the Atlantic Challenge, because, um, you know, there was a lot of press after, and I, I remember, I think there was like KFC delivered to someone <laughs> after, I do remember that, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'd like to hear more about that but um, so tell us a little bit about the story how you initially uh, the actually the the four you got together.
2: Yeah so we heard that call that went out for the women's Uh team um, and about 15 women answered that call Um, and I guess over time well we thought initially that it was going to be for the following year, so the call went out in, let's say, January 2018, 2019, no, 2018. And then we thought we would be rowing at the, at, in December 2019. And then quite quickly it was changed to December 2018. So, yeah, that, that was a bit of a shock to the system. Um, and so we only really had about eight to nine months to prepare. Um, and that in itself took a few people out of the running Um, because they just couldn't manage the the timeline just wasn't working for them and then just for one reason or another it just whittled down to the final four who rode the Atlantic yeah
0: awesome awesome and then so now going into a little bit of the Atlantic challenge uh, preparing for that how was the preparation for that
3: so the preparation was grueling we had about eight months i like to say it was a pregnancy we had eight nine months of training and then the actual rule was the birth um so we spent a lot of time in the gym we did about five to six days in the gym for a minimum of two hours Mm -hmm. um we also had preparation in terms of getting our boat together getting all the kit all the gear we had mandatory courses that we had to do so like sea survival Essential navigation, firefighting, um, VHF, um, ocean wound course, first aid. So we have an, we had an extensive list of mandatory courses that we had to do to make sure that we were safe and prepared to go across the Atlantic. Um, we had a lot of um, yeah, training rows. Training well. rows, yes. Mm-hmm. We rode to St. Kitts, which is a neighboring island. We rode around Antigua. We did a lot of rows. Up and down the coast of Antigua, so yeah, we really, really prepared. Yeah. And
0: and did any of you have rowing experience before then? None, never.
2: None. We kind of mostly through like YouTube videos. videos. (laughs) Never and YouTube. Yeah, Yeah, we we were fortunate enough to go up to England for about a month before the race, Mm -hmm. Um, and we spent a month up in England, and we got a a day with uh, an Olympic rower from the UK. And mm-hmm. she taught us a few um, tips and yeah, with yeah, yeah. technique tips. Um, Gwen Batten is her name, and yeah, it was really good to to kind of get that um, input. Even if this was one day, it was really really valuable, yes. yeah. and it, it, it served us well on the Atlantic.
0: Yeah, um, you know the for probably preparing for this, you have to be in a certain mindset to be able to um, get to that point. Like you said, there were a few people that dropped off, and and um, how was how was your mindset throughout that preparation and to continue and not give up at that point?
1: um well, I think it's different for everybody um I initially wasn't sure it's it was something I could do not because um because i'm it's an ocean crossing and i am not an ocean girl like that. I am an adventurer, but On land, so initially for me, um, I wasn't sure that, and I couldn't swim, so, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, I wasn't sure that how I would handle the seasickness, if any, and the not being able to swim. But you know, my spirit of adventure is greater than my fears. Yeah. (laughs) So I still showed up to the meeting, and every question that I asked about my fears, um, I did get answers that gave me peace of mind i did go learn to swim tried the road i did get nauseous but not seasick eventually i did get seasick when we did the crossing but i was still able to function and perform so in the preparation and testing my limits obviously my mindset adjusted as we went along um so the the adventure part was yes i would i i wanted to do it but i didn't know if Physically, I could handle it, but with the training, with the preparation, I knew I could. So there was no stopping stopping me after that.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, for me, um, mindset-wise, I mean, uh, unlike Kev, who was asked to, uh, was asked to join the team, um, I volunteered, um, as did many other women. Um, and at the time, I was looking for this big adventure to go on. Um, I didn't know it was going to take the form of an ocean row, but it did. Um, And I think as well, because there were several women vying for a place on the team, Um, it was almost a sense of trying to prove yourself um, to make sure you could get on the team. So there's that sense of, I wouldn't say competition, but just trying to be as strong as you could be, as be as, um, try to be as open to teamwork as you could be. And uh, yeah, just try to work in the team as best as possible. For
3: me, um, I love adventure. I'm a captain and sailor by profession. So anything with being on the sea was, it's, it was a no-brainer for me. Um, like Crystal said, the teamwork part of it is where I had to learn to adjust. I'm accustomed to doing things on my own, not as a part of a group. So adjusting to having to make decisions as a group, having to... Um, think of other persons before doing certain things was the part that I had to actually, you know, learn and go to overcome.
0: Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. They often say preparation is the most important than the actual journey. It is.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So now, now going into a little bit of the journey of the Atlantic challenge, um, take us from the start when it was go time, meaning, where did you launch from or where, where was the start? And, and take us through a little bit of, of that journey.
1: Okay, so we started in La Gomera, which is one of the Canary Islands, um, San Sebastian. And the way start was, was epic. Um, there was a lot of, we had a lot of supporters that came out from Antigua. Oh. And yes, yes. So we had the flags waving, Antiguan flags waving. Uh, people were crying as we rode out to our local tune. Sweet little Islander. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that was actually very good. We we were really focused um, on restart. So we were just ready to go start our journey to get home. Um, early out after sunset, myself and our other teammate got seasick. <laughs> We didn't expect that because we were going to be rowing hard, rowing three hours, pushing as far and as fast as we can. And then we were hit with seasickness. So we had to learn to adapt and adjust our plans from day one. And what was beautiful about that is that our other teammates that weren't sick jumped right in, picked up the slack, trying to keep you hydrated. Um, so first three days we were battling and trying to rehydrate and get some fuel in to continue to row. so and then um everything subsided and it was back on the oars pushing hard again so yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: then (laughs) um yeah uh the conditions were really good at the beginning of the race um you know this race is supposed to be going with the trade winds towards the caribbean from off the coast of africa Um, And we had really great wind and waves um, the first week and a half, two weeks. And I mean, people think that big waves are a problem, but they're not in races like these. You want the waves big and you want them moving in your direction. So you have the speed to go with it, to to get home faster, um, get to the finish line. And we were experiencing those great conditions for the first week and a half, two weeks. And then all of a sudden it just stopped. And we were like three, three and a half weeks of just almost like stillness. Um, And whenever there was a bit of wind, it wasn't going in our direction. The current seemed to be confused that they were supposed to be going to the Caribbean, not to Africa. And it was like, it didn't get the memo that year or something, but yeah, it just like, it just, it meant we had a very um, painstaking (laughs) crossing when we were expecting to have more wind and waves behind our backs, we had to, roll a lot harder in much more um, still conditions.
3: Yeah, so like they said, um, started out hard, strong, but we also encountered a lot of issues very early on. See, sickness was one, uh-huh. then the wave stopped, um, we also had a lot of technical difficulties, the boat that we were on, it was its fourth crossing with us. So it had done the race three previous times and fourth without, with, um, the mm-hmm. Island girls. So we had first thing that hit us was the autopilot kind of, it was given a little issue Couldn't figure it out, so we kind of just, you know, change it out, put a new one, and then that started giving issues. So it ended up that all the autopilots gave issues in the end, broke down. We had to pull four autopilots apart and make one. It struggled a lot, but I will say it got us home, even though it struggled. Um, But after that, the real issue was the boat had an electrical problem, which we didn't know about, Mm. and that. made us had, have to bring out our electrician hat because we had to rewire the system to get it back on the go. But I must say, um, the teamwork out there to finish the crossing was awesome. It was incredible. Everyone just jumped, jumped into action. No matter what issue happened, we found a solution, kept rowing. We never like, oh, I'm going to give up or anything like that. We just knew we had to find a solution to get the boat. Back home and get all four of us back home safely.
0: Mm. So for for those those listening or watching, I'm sure they're curious. How did you um how did you nourish yourselves? And then also probably another thing, probably like how did you go bathroom? We
3: <laughs> knew that was gonna. <laughs> <always comes> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: um, so simple. a bathroom is a bucket. Okay. And bucket and chuck it so mm, there's no okay. privacy um yeah in the beginning we tried all sorts of different privacy yeah, training, options yeah. um, <laughs> skirts. oh you know, yeah you and relax, then cubicles yeah. when you're out there you're so tired yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah um so yeah the bucket um we have no showers either so mm-hmm. we do have a water maker on board that desalinates so we did make fresh water every day so sometimes if you have time You can have like a sponge bath, Um, usually it's wet wipes, wet wipes, wet wipes, wet wipes. And um, our food is dehydrated, or um, freeze-dried rations. So once we make water, we will add it, leave it to rehydrate and try our best (laughs) to eat it, which was really difficult. (laughs) We did have some local hot sauce that made it easier, but then we ran out. (laughs) <laughs> which made it more difficult again um, so we really struggled to eat um, sam lost 44, 44 pounds. pounds not yes. that we were trying
0: oh, wow. i lost
1: 30 um, so this time around we have a lot more variety a lot more hot sauce yeah a lot <laughs> more hot sauce <laughs> <laughs> and a lot more snacks just yeah, and case. a lot of snacks Yeah, <laughs> protein powder yeah because yeah those <laughs> finished very early
0: yeah yeah um, now going into kind of the experience through the journey, I know you mentioned you had some highs, some lows, some challenges. Um, what were, what were some of the memorable moments during that journey?
2: Um, I think some of the, the wildlife was pretty impressive, um, in sen- in the sense that we didn't get a lot of variety per se,
0: mm-hmm. but
2: we got lots of dolphins almost all the time. Um. And one particular day, we had a super pod of dolphins visit us, which meant we had like waves and waves of just dolphins coming um, of different kinds of dolphins. So that was really, really cool. Um, We like to say there was a dolphin convention for for a dolphin fun swim or an (laughs) injured dolphin. Um, So yeah, it was just really cool to see. Um, And the nights were really beautiful. Um, People always think the nights are going to be really, really scary, but to be honest it's really stunning um we have great uh, starlight and moonlight and we don't even need our navigation light often because it's so so bright right. and yeah. there's no light pollution and you can sometimes see the milky way as well
0: oh wow that's interesting
2: I think the highlight for me
3: was our arrival mm-hmm. yeah that will always live on in my memory yeah it was awesome it was epic we had like half of Antigua turn out all the colors of the flags the sounds the vision it was just it
1: will be forever in my memory yeah I enjoyed um of course everything they said plus the beautiful sunset sunrises Mm. if you can imagine a multitude of shades of red yellow orange right on the reflecting on the horizon without any obstruction we did see a moonbow for the first time which is rainbow at night so it has no color um so you know just the peace quiet tranquil moments of no hustle and bustle and the outside world was was actually put on pause
0: yeah it was it was
1: nice you got to reflect you didn't have to think about anything. You knew you were eat, sleep, work True. Yeah, eat, sleep, enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> you know the simplicity mm-hmm. of life. Uh, you kind of appreciated that. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I know y'all mentioned uh, you had some challenges during the race, but what would you say the uh, low points were?
2: Um, I would say for me, I think the lowest point was realizing that we weren't going to meet our target. Um, our target. Uh, in terms of our time, um, our race time finish. Um, but we, I think we realized that maybe two or three weeks in um, and there was a moment where Kev was on the oars in front of me and I was on and I could feel, it was just such a sense of disappointment, I think. Um, but quite honestly, Kev bounced back within a shift and we were like, okay, then we're gonna not give up. We're going to break us down and have little mini races between ourselves to see who could walk the most miles in a day. And this is where the KFC comes in um, because uh, Kevin, Sam would race each other to see who would get a piece of KFC um, <laughs> at, if, the like, end. at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it became more fun that way. And um, yeah, we are able to handle what could be something called as, what could be something monotonous and also something disappointing. Um, we were able to ch- change into, um, yeah, a very enjoyable um, team experience. Yes. Yeah, um, okay, one of the,
1: for me, obviously that, mm-hmm. and about three days in, we had a knockdown. Um, a knockdown is when the boat goes 90 degrees and then write, rewrites, uh, okay. so it doesn't go full capsize, 180 um that night like we mentioned in the beginning when we had the really great winds and waves it was also very rocky so we were like prepared for a potential capsize but hoping it wouldn't happen and three days out close to Antigua it was pretty calm that was one of the one the couple of moonless nights dark calm and 2 a.m I just feel water gushing over my face Mm. and not realizing what happened. I hear the autopilot beep, beep, beep. It gives this annoying beep. And so I'm like calling Sam because she's in the navigation cabin. We need to get back on track. We're off course. She comes out. (laughs) She said, because Crystal and I won't shift. (laughs) She said, Crystal is rowing here. (laughs) She's rowing, not realizing when we got knocked over our oars were broken on mm-hmm. um the port side and we're st- i'm still holding on getting ready to work and she's like we need to change the oars like let's let's get, get back in get yeah. into action mm-hmm. so that moment was a little not scary not but playing. yeah rattling because we it wasn't we weren't expecting it we just came out of nowhere. nowhere we yeah. still don't know what caused it could be a rogue wave Somebody said it could be a whale, who knows? <laughs> we really don't know why it happened. So we were very cautious while we we're in at night after that, like just knowing anything could happen. Mm-hmm. So I think that made the last three days nerve wracking.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, now take, before we go on to the Pacific challenge, cause I want to really hear about this, but um, when you're reaching the end you're about to reach english harbor take us take us what was going through your mind step by step from the time you see antigua you're arriving at home and you're getting off people are cheering just go go through that experience cuz i myself will never forget that so i can only and i was watching on tv from work in antigua and i can only imagine what you guys felt
2: yeah um so I think I was the first to spot Antigua. Um, we, I think we, we spotted it the night before we arrived. Um, I came off ship, and I could see lights in the distance. Oh Hello? Yes. yeah. Yeah, sorry. my, my thing just kind of went. Anyway, um, yeah, we could see like, I could spot lights in the distance, and um, yeah, it was really exciting. Um, we could actually see Guadeloupe as well. Um, the lights from loop as well as Antigua, and Sam was like, "You better be make, you better be sure this is Antigua." And so she she stood up and checked, and we we're like, "Oh my gosh, we can see home!" And so yeah, that was I very was exciting. I was on
1: my, my shift and I heard them screaming. So obviously, I opened the door, make sure everybody's okay. They're like, we can see Antigua. <laughs> it was it was. an exciting.
0: Movie. Yeah. It was Very yes, exciting. Was exciting
1: yes. Like it was like finally is you know
3: like within reach yeah Yeah. Yeah. so many hiccups so many things that happened and then we were finally home it was yeah
1: (sighs) so that was the night and then obviously we cleaned up prepared (laughs) um as we got closer a lot of boats yeah. started coming Stand-up out <laughs> paddlers jet skiers like, and everybody the thing is out. it's it's an unassisted way so until we cross the finish line we cannot receive any assistance so mm-hmm. um we had a PR team that set you know organized for the coast guard so that people don't throw food into our boat try to give us anything so mm-hmm. we also got three coast guard vessels escorting us and yeah. Preventing anybody away. <laughs> away to not have us reach this far and get disqualified. So that was, you know, sort of nice, you know, we yeah. felt important <laughs> 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 being escorted by the post guard boats. Um, and then as we came around the corner, you know, Shelby Heights took out. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's the people lined and there's this the huge, biggest flag, flag, biggest huge flag, biggest anti-huge flag on seen. the side of the hill. like Couple of people were holding up. Uh, it, it, you know, it's, it's really hard to describe. Yes. <laughs> and then we continued going, and um, you hear the cannon.
0: Cannon that scared
1: off. us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we didn't
3: expect that either. the boats started blasting their horns. Yeah. You heard this roar from <laughs> mm, the crowd that was there. Yeah. Then as you come around, there was this. I can remember there was this big white. Sailing vest, like it was just huge. And as soon as we came around that corner, you could see every color of the flag, like people yes, like the sea of, color. <laughs> sea of color. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was awesome.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think almost half of Antigua was there. I think. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: We tilted the island.
0: <laughs> and then, uh, so you approach the harbor and then you finally finish What happened after that?
3: Jump off the boat first of all, <laughs> before you even get up, get off the boat. You're looking for familiar faces, yeah, you're looking for your family. family. Yeah, i was looking for my children, my mom, all my family who came out. Everybody was looking for their loved ones, and then you just want to get off the boat, give everybody a hug,
1: cry, <laughs> but, whatever, yeah. and get something to eat. Which we put in their waste procedures, we have to yes. follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they had to do the champagne spray, um, yeah. we had to finish players. Uh, It was really, really epic, nice. Uh, It was a very proud moment for us. Um, A moment of relief, like it's finally over. We made it. We did this. Uh, It was just an overwhelming mixture of emotions. emotions. Mm. Yeah and um, then stepping on land stepping on <laughs>
2: yeah you're yeah. we like well sam and i were very unsteady you're kind of like it looks like it's for a drunk um which, which i legs? It, it, surprised
3: was, sam. it was shocking for me yeah. because i literally i've been working on the sea for like 20 years and yeah. never in my life i've, I've experienced anything like that <laughs> even out at sea i was walking around the boats because you know you have the the past wars. Who give you insight on what to expect and you know what to do give you little tips and pointers and a lot of people say no you're gonna have wobbly legs after you step on land and you're gonna and i did not expect that i was walking around like oh i'm not gonna look you see i'm fine i'm okay and then step on land and then that was it
0: and then what was the first meal because i remember that was that was you guys were still abs was still streaming live what was the first meal coconut water yeah well we tried to eat. They one. had a
1: lot
0: of variety. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and um, we didn't have. We couldn't eat. <laughs> yeah, oh, to, really? after all have of the this, thinking kind of yeah. about yes. what we're gonna eat, like making a list. That was very. Like, yeah, that was
3: disappointing. My long Yeah.
1: Very disappointing because once we sat down, we couldn't eat. Like, yeah, it was, it was hard. Really, like yeah. we oh, only wow. could drink. Like right. I, I had soup. We tea. Exactly. Bush tea. yeah we had uh, yeah, tea and, tea. Yeah. and, and coconut, coconut water, water. <laughs> yeah we went. <were, laughs> that was very disappointing i just wanted yeah. we I did have
3: sushi. a huge list yeah. of requests i got my sushi i got my bucket of kfc yeah. and it sat in the fridge and everybody ate it but me
1: yeah <laughs> we couldn't eat
3: local dishes everything English. we wanted everything we could eat anything yeah they're mm-hmm. yeah, very disappointing.
0: <laughs> yeah um, through, through that experience, going through the Atl- Atlantic Challenge, what were some of the lessons that you've learned?
2: Um, I think the biggest lesson, I think I can say collectively, is that we as a team can handle almost anything that is thrown our way. Yes. Um, I have to say I'm really impressed with us. Um, we've been together for about five years now. Um, and uh, as we go into the Pacific, we're one of the only teams. I think we are the only team, actually, so that's managed to have the same connection, same same, connections, same members, yeah. still doing this challenge again, repeat, repeating. Um, yes, we have lost one member in the sense of um, there were some unexpected circumstances or uncontrollable circumstances that we're just not able to overcome. Um, but other than that, we have it's still the same crew. Yeah. Um, and we have gone through many ups and downs as a team, but we are still here. Yes. We are still here. And I I feel like the biggest thing we really have learned, and we started learning it from out, our, around the island, Roy in Antigua, is mm-hmm. that our strengths uh, complement each other very well. And where one of us is weak in one area, the other or another person is able to really pick up that slap and go full force. So we work really well yes. um, together.
0: Oh, well, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so now, talking, moving on to the Pacific Challenge. Um, so, where where are you at today? We're in,
2: in Monterey, California. California. Yeah. yeah, California. Yeah. Well, we're, yeah. We like said <laughs> it's, it's so the so only funny. day of sun we've had uh, the whole time yeah. we've been here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, how did this opportunity come about, and why? Did you guys want to continue to do another challenge? That's a great question. <laughs> yeah, kept going. Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> so, when
1: we finished the Atlantic, mm-hmm. we had absolutely no intention or plans to ever vote again.
2: <laughs> Why are we here?
1: Yes. <laughs> so, now we, it was like, yes, we were going to continue as a team doing other adventures, yes. but land based. Mm-hmm. That was our conversation. <laughs> We were actually looking at land, we were looking at Mount Kilimanjaro, we were looking at jungle, jungle marathons, yeah. and then COVID happened. Mm. So everything was put on pause, and the Atlantic campaigns, who are the, who are the race organizers for Pacific, they decided to venture into this specific challenge, and they invited us, and we said, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> we did we're like no we've heard so many power stories about the pacific no and they came up why not you did the atlantic <laughs> <laughs> and you know and then we were like eventually you know really why you know? why not yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: so that's how
1: we ended up Doing this
2: again, but it really wasn't a plan. <laughs> no, no, it really wasn't planned. And, and uh, hopefully,
1: it's not a plan after this
3: to do it again.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I know our like, mantra for a little while. When people ask, "Oh, are you going to row again?" We're like, "Oh, never say never." But you know what? We think at some point we're going to have to say
1: never. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> we did say never, say never. Yeah, and now we're here, here now we're here. But, yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> and uh, so how has the preparation been for, for this challenge? Because I know you guys have been uh, in Monterey for quite some time already. So just give us a little bit of insights on the preparation.
1: Well, for this challenge, uh, we now that we have um, a, a little experience, uh, we kind of know what to expect. We did, however, want to try to improve still if we're doing a challenge, you know, you always want to be the best version of yourself. Mm -hmm. So we did contact a trainer who is a world record holder um, just to give us some tips, tricks. Like we say, we're not ocean rowers and we still don't consider ourselves ocean rowers. So um, we reached out to also Gwen Batten, the Olympian that help the and so this time around our focus whereas last time was strength and core our focus this time was more on endurance and efficiency of technique so actually trying to perfect the stroke a little more you know making sure our core is strong so that we can every make every stroke count whereas last time we were just kind of just learning on the way yes (laughs) Yeah. yeah so this time you know we'll be more efficient um less injuries at least within control because you never know
2: we, we have shin guards this time too because yes. we about when them. the
1: ocean yeah. decides to
2: do its thing do its
1: thing the, the oars bang into your shins. Oh really and wow. it is one of the most painful. So yeah we lo- you know we learn lessons so, yeah, <laughs> to this time a little better. Yeah. But yes yeah, so I'll focus this time on more endurance. Mm-hmm. and we're going to appreciate trying, you know, have a little more fun now.
0: Um,
1: along yeah. The way. yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, so how long have you been in, in Monterey for already?
2: Um, We got here pretty much the 1st, uh, the 1st yeah. of June. So it, yeah, it's generally, days. yeah, it's generally, you have to be here on the 2nd of June. The first meeting, mandatory meeting is at on the 2nd of June. So mm-hmm. all the teams have been here for about a week, week and a half. Yeah um and so we have to do um inspections mandatory inspections of our food our medical kit and our just generally our boat systems um so be able to put us on the water and then once we're in the water we now need are in the process of doing what's called confirmatory rows where we check the, the various systems um electronic systems on the on the vessel so that's our calm systems our water maker um uh, navigation systems, all of that. We just make sure everything is working, making sure the boat weight is distributed well, so that we are efficient through the water.
0: Okay, and then when when does the race start? Monday,
1: Monday at, 8 at eight a.m.
0: Monday at eight a.m. Yes. Wow. So what's what's all going through your minds right now?
3: Ready to get on the oars and. Get going. Yeah. Go in and yes. Well, hopefully finish by middle
1: July. And yeah. Well, yeah. um, they've we've been told everything the first week and a half to two is going to be brutal because mm-hmm. the coast of California, everything is trying to push you back. Yeah. Um, so we have mentally prepared to again push, push hard mm-hmm. from start head out, head, head out hard, and then it should be similar to atlantic conditions um so yeah i'm looking forward to getting past that, yeah, yeah, that first yeah. the first bit because yeah, no, <laughs> we know we're not gonna that's not going to be the end. So it's bit.
3: it's kind of reverse to the atlantic because in the atlantic it the first good. two weeks were great like yes like and then, yes. like, and then nothing yes. and then with this one the first two weeks are going to be the killer yeah and, and
1: then, then hopefully, hopefully it's it's
3: smooth
1: results.
0: sailing after yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah and then how long is the expected journey?
1: We are still pushing for on the 40, 40 days. days. Yes. Um okay. yeah on the 40 days and we're looking forward to the arrival in Kauai, Hawaii. Yes. Yes. Oh yes. wow. But it's going to wow. be beautiful so yeah. can't wait. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well that's awesome. You know um I think watching you all back in 2019. I know you inspired a lot of people, not just in Antigua, but I think on a global scale. Um, I mean, I remember there was an article on ESPN highlighting highlighting you uh, four, and it was you. You all made some really awesome press during that time. Um, what? you know, of course, not everyone listening knows about rowing the water, but how that goes. But in, I think, wherever people are in life, what, what inspiration would you like to provide to people for pursuing something like this?
1: Yeah, so, um, as you mentioned, one of the reasons that we did get a lot of press and we didn't know this when we started the race, when we decided to take this adventure on. Mm-hmm. Like, like Crystal said, we all have great spirits of adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a white male dominated sport. And in training and preparation, um, it was brought to our attention that there has been no black teams that have done this before. and. My advice would be not because you don't see somebody, rep, yeah, any representation somewhere. If it's something that you're interested in, go for it. Break barriers, like just mm-hmm. smash them. Um, obviously, preparation and research to make sure you're safe, but um, don't don't let anything stop you from achieving something great.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I think I would echo that. Um, Yeah, I I think (laughs) she she said it.
0: (laughs) I I think also, you know, when people are going towards where their purpose or a a direction where they're called to, there's often tough times and you all have faced a lot of tough times. What advice would you have uh, for those listening here about how to get through those tough times?
2: Um, I think I would say, I think one of the things people don't see Um, with us is the amount of preparation we have to do, but also the team behind us. And not only do we have an administrative team, or especially in the Atlantic where we had a great team, we also had our families supporting us throughout all of it. I mean, yeah, and and workmates were able to pick up uh, whenever we needed assistance in terms of um, like time off and stuff like that and changes in a few hours so you can come in late exactly so i would say the island really was supportive or work work colleagues were supportive or families were supportive and so i think having your support system in place um is really uh allows you to do some really incredible things um and yeah i I don't think we could be where we're at without without support Yeah.
0: Hmm. That's but
1: awesome. I, I like Crystal had mentioned too with um, the tough times like being able to rely on each other's strength, mm-hmm. um, strengths that was one of the things that got us through so Crystal had to go over to clean the, boat, the barnacles off the boat in the middle of the ocean and she'll be doing it again because we're not <laughs> we, don't, <laughs> we don't like the sea creatures that much <laughs> but um, there was one point in time that she was so focused on her job of scraping the barnacles and we're the lookout you know looking just to make it make sure no sharks are coming and things like that Mm -hmm. and in her being so focused the waves started to pick up and and she's like gasping for air but she's still not realizing because she's scraping and so we had to be her voice and say and her safety at that point crystal it's okay Let's next, we'll continue and things calm down. So I I think things like that, um, as a team looking out for one another, understanding that she might not be realizing the dangers that are coming because she's so focused. (laughs) I, I think those things worked well with us as a team. And the main other thing was breaking our big goal that was no longer achievable into smaller fun goals. So that way we didn't become complacent and monotonous. And it's being able to adapt and roll with the waves that I think it was the biggest lessons that we took from this.
0: You know, doing this challenge and pre- the previous challenge, it's, uh, I'm sure it's a huge financial investment oh, in, in in doing this with not only the journey, but preparation, uh, I know there's a lot that goes into it. Um, if if people listening want to contribute to your cause and, and assist you uh, in your in your fi- financial endeavors with this challenge, how can uh, people support you?
3: Well, one of the easiest ways to support us, you we have a GoFundMe page. It's GoFundMe Team Antigua Island Girls Back on the Road. Um, you can reach out to us on instagram facebook drop us a message and we can um, send you our bank details and how to transfer via wire we also have cell yeah yeah and right.
1: it, it's a very expensive sport um, which too is probably why it's mm-hmm. <laughs> not easily accessible mm-hmm. to all races mm-hmm. and colors awesome. <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. Um, it is a very the, the boat is 100,000 pounds. We haven't finished paying off our boat. (laughs) Um, We also do this for charity. Mm -hmm. This year, we are raising funds to build a home, a facility for girls in conflict with the law. Uh, Youth violence is on the rise, and we have 12, 13-year-olds in Antigua that when they get in trouble, they either put in holding cells, in the jail, in prison, or in homes with more vulnerable girls and it's just mm-hmm. makes yeah it makes, makes the the cycle worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this year we're raising funds to have a facility where they can have a change of environment, you know, understand you can make a mistake, but you can still come out in and, a positive and also to have the resources to yeah. make yeah. that change. So etc. Yes. Any dollar that we get (laughs) is going towards a good cause uh once we the boat is paid for the boat will be available for other Mm antioxidants you know to be able to have access and focus on the training and can do something great also um yeah so we look forward to any support support. that anybody would like to give definitely (laughs) well
0: first For sure. And for those listening and the podcast description, uh, you can see the website for the Team Antigua Island Girls and um, also the GoFundMe page link is on there as well. And if you're watching here on YouTube, you can just click the links below and um, would I'm sure the Team Antigua Island Girls would appreciate um, their your support um, for their challenge. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, Closing comments, thoughts?
2: Um, Oh, uh, I just kind of want to say thank you to you first for having us here. And of course, a big shout out to all of our sponsors, both in kind and through cash and through love and support and well wishes all of these things um yeah we're just really really grateful for the support we've gotten so far and look forward to more support um as we cross over the pacific
0: well best of luck ladies on the journey to come we'll be watching and tracking you all during your journey and i'm sure all of antigua is behind you as well And uh, we'll be cheering you on from a distance. Thank
1: Thank you you so much. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you. Bye. Well, the Team Antigua Island Girls will be starting their challenge in just a few short days on June 12th. Monday, June 12th. So you can follow their journey on their social media platforms. And if you want to check out their website, it's AntiguaBarbudaIslandGirls.com. And you can find all the information about them on there and also on there if you want to go ahead and support them. uh, The Team Antigua Island Girls are such an inspiration. I've been inspired by them and I hope you as well. And if you want to go ahead and support them, you can go to AntiguaBarbudaIslandGirls.com or in the podcast description, there'll be a link to their GoFundMe page. Please, please, please go and support them And in the, in the venture they're about to embark on. They've been so inspiring, and, and it's a good group to help support. Um, it's really amazing to see what they have accomplished, and it's going to be amazing to also follow their journey to come. If you want to follow the Team Antigua Island Girls, you can download from your app store YB Races from your app store and select World's Toughest Row. And that's how you'll go ahead and track their fleet. And uh, they launch on Monday, Monday, June 12th. Um, another thing I wanted to mention is you can get your copy of the first two chapters of my new book, Navigation and Discovery, A Path of Navigating and Discovering Through Your Journey of Faith. And this is a little glimpse of my story in addition to other stories that are shared on the podcast. And if you want to get your copy of the free first two chapters of this book, you can text BOOK to 813-212-2557. Again, you can text BOOK, the word BOOK, to 813-212-2557 and you can also connect with me on social media Cameron Nathan Singh on all social media platforms and uh, you can find uh, if you want the copy of the book or also to get your uh, free copy of the first couple chapters and uh, you can also connect with me on social media to see all the other things that I am doing Um, so thank you again for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed this interview with the team Antigua Island Girls And on the next podcast, we have another amazing guest. She was the former mayor of Foster City and Foster City, California. So subscribe now to the podcast streaming platform on whichever one that you're listening to and subscribe and follow and uh, you'll get the notification as soon as the next podcast is up. Thank you again for your support and we'll catch you on the next podcast.